0: Hey, it's Mark Striegel. Welcome to another edition of the Talking Rock podcast. This actually could be the last episode, at least for a while. I am hanging here with Joey Haney. Joey, how are you, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm going to be taking a little break from podcasting and I'll fill you in. I've already told you a little bit, Joey, uh, off, off mic, but I will share with the listeners what's going on and and why I'm going to be taking a break from podcasting. I, about two weeks ago, signed a contract with SiriusXM for a a one-year deal. And assuming that everything goes through on their end with legal and corporate, I should hopefully be jumping on board with them early 2022. And it's a part-time gig. It pays pretty decently. And I'm just uh, going to be holding down my full-time job still. And uh, there's just no way I have time for podcasting. That's the honest to God truth of the, the whole deal. And uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed, we can, like, like I said, when we're recording this, we're just about at the finish line with everything. And uh, as soon as we're across the finish line, I'm going <laughs> to post this episode.
1: Yeah. And just to tell you mark I, I told you this off air too but i just want to say it on air for, uh, for the record as someone who you know just started off as a listener and someone who just reached out to you after a couple of years i finally had the balls to do that started my own show after a while started many shows but i was a listener first and a fan of the talking metal show period and to see what you've done with it and you know obviously this has a big factor in you know people now knowing, especially people at Sirius, knowing what a cool broadcaster you are and what a true fan you are of the music. They couldn't have picked somebody better. thanks, And that honestly is why they picked me
0: because they recognize that I am a massive fan of this music and that I'm going to have a passion when I talk about it. It isn't because I had a radio voice, probably quite the opposite. It isn't because, you know, I, uh, I don't stutter or say, you know, uh, 50 times it's because I had a passion and I, I appreciate that. And God willing, I will hopefully be able to bring that passion to the listeners of Ozzy's Boneyard and hair nation soon. And, but I'm there to talk about a music form and music forms that I love and share stories about meeting the people who have created this music and brought us this music and share stories about my past and how this music was such a part of my life. And, and that's, that's why they're bringing me on board there. And I cannot wait. I got to tell you.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I, I, as a, I've been listening to Talking Metal and podcasts in general, as long as I have been listening to Sirius. I mean, obviously, like a lot of people, I came on board in 2006 with the Howard Stern thing. Yeah, me too. And I've been a subscriber pretty much ever since. I don't think I've even fallen off at all since then. Uh, my listenership actually has probably grown more over the last few years consistently, and that's only because they've added more things that I like. And with the addition of you, Mark, it's just uh, I'm over the moon about it as a as a subscriber, fan, friend, colleague, whatever you want to call it, and. It's just really cool. Like, you know, I've seen people that have podcasts get shows on Sirius, but it's always like kind of more so people that had a name going in uh, at first. And so this is really big for me. Like, just like I said, personally and whatever else, and just as a fan, like it's really cool to see a Mark Striegel getting a job at Sirius. I I think that's way different. I think that's way different. And a way more next level feeling than like you know just hiring someone that had been in radio before all this right and and, and and you know we've and i don't want to say you know okay let's toot our own horn a little bit here but you know podcasters if there's anybody that are fans of music it's podcasters we do it for no money we lose money we do it for the love you know obviously there's a little ego involved in there probably more than i'm saying but you know we've been putting in the work it's like street level street smarts you know of radio without having broadcasting degrees most of us and and being on an uh, you know a terrestrial station beforehand this is really freaking cool man and you know i think uh any any rock podcaster especially should be happy for you because that's a really good sign of you know maybe the next generation of people that are going to be doing this. And, you know, maybe that's kind of overshooting it or being cheesy, but it, it, it gives me a lot of hope. It, it just, uh, it makes me feel good. Like I said, even if I wasn't in podcasting, just as your friend, all the congrats in the world, I'm going to say that. Well, thanks, over and over again. So there you thanks. go. That's, that's my, that's my long of it. So, well, I appreciate that. And I am
0: looking forward to hopefully having some of the listeners of this show, join me on Sirius XM again. I will just be talking passionately about about the music that we all love, and I cannot wait. So please join me there soon, soon. If you're hearing this, because we're holding this episode, I'll be honest, we're going to hold this episode until everything is 100% green light. I think we're at 95% right now as Joey and I are recording this. Uh, But if you're hearing this, uh, you know that I will momentarily be on siriusxm on the stations hair nation and ozzy's boneyard don't know the times yet when i'll be appearing um i think it probably will vary from week to week from what i'm being told but yeah that's it man that's so so it's uh it's been emotional for me to leave talking metal my main podcast you're of course listening to talking rock right now guys but also a big sense of relief. You know, I, I have to admit that, um, it's, uh, it's been a mostly, you know, a love hate relationship that I've had with talking metal to be 100% honest, mostly love, but there, there are those weeks where, you know, I I didn't want to do it, but I would force myself to do an interview and, and put that episode up there. And a big part of that was the passion that you guys had for it, the listeners had for talking metal. It wasn't just my passion. That was that was a good majority of it, but it was the passion that the people out there had for it. And I'll be honest, I never really made much money. I did the Patreon thing, you know, the last couple of years, but by the time I, you know, shelled out money for t-shirts and and hosting costs. And, you know, Victor was helping with the Patreon page and he got a, He got a cut. Honestly, I had a, almost nothing left. And, um, you know, that's why I, I am just feel so blessed and fortunate that I'm going to be actually getting paid to talk about this amazing music that, that you and I all love.
1: Yeah. An automatic paycheck does sound more fun than, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, a, a uh, ongoing telethon basically. Right. You know, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, is kind of what it is. Sometimes you have to, and for the ones that, you know, are cool enough to get on board with that, you, you need to, you know, constantly please them and acknowledge them on every episode the, or those kind of things. So a lot of the housekeeping is out of the way. Uh, this is, this is a killer run at the end of the finish line right here. I I'd be curious cause I'm definitely going to have questions for you as you go through this, you know, just off air. Right. And right maybe, on. maybe, maybe on air at some point, I'll probably uh, have to book a serious host, Mark, uh, Mark from Sirius XM to come on rock strikes Ten at some point. Yeah. Well, if they let me do it. Absolutely. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I will, I will definitely be uh, consulting them on, on any, any move I make, especially in the beginning. Cause I just, I don't yeah. want to, anything wrong uh this was a long time coming which i can get into that a little bit if you want but go ahead i don't mean to yeah
1: no far be it from me and i definitely don't want to screw up your thing i would just be curious and let me know i'm going to ask you a question you're going to have to answer in advance like later on down the road right yeah when you're when you're on air uh, i want to know the first song that you never thought you'd have any kind of moment with ever again since you heard it maybe for the first few times a song that you might be sick of that took on something different that where it felt different and felt new again, that you, that you played that maybe in advance, you were like, Oh, I got to play this. I would love to know what song you have like a new connection with. Okay. Well, I'll... When you're on air, because you know, like I, I was thinking about that. When you told me, I was like, man, if I was ever on there, if I was ever lucky enough to be on there, like, there's songs that I remember when they came out and I was thinking like Dr. Feelgood is a good example. Right. Dr. Feelgood is a great hard rock song. I I love the song when it came out, it was monstrous. I loved everything about it, you know, totally in anticipation of it and it delivered. And now when it comes on the radio, I might look around to see if something else is on, you know, they have the app where they tell you what's playing on what station. And you know, I, uh, Sometimes when it's songs like that, I have certain exceptions. There's songs I've heard a billion times that I never get sick of. You shook me all night long is one of those songs, but like a doctor feel good. I'll just use it as an example or living on a prayer. You know, like I want to know the first time you have a, Oh, wow. That sounds different now kind of moment with a song. Maybe it's the first one you ever do uh, just because it's the first. So I'd be curious to know that. So, uh, I would okay. like you to keep Yeah, well I'll think about that.
0: I, I will say, you know, Hair Nation and Ozzy's Boneyard, a lot of the songs they play are the songs that not only us hardcore um, you know, diehards know, but they're songs that maybe more of the casual fan listens to. And when you're gonna play a super deep gut, you might, you know, somebody who's 45 years old and, you know, doesn't really follow the bands anymore, but likes to relive their, their youth and turns on those stations for that reason not everyone's there to discover new music. I I would say quite, quite the opposite. Most people are there to relive what they went through and they're not the deep hardcore music fans like, like we are. And there are stations for people who are looking for to go a little deeper i mean little steven has great stuff that he does with serious his stations and of course then yeah. even with ozzy's boneyard they now have ozzy's boneyard deep cuts and they have hair yeah. nation deep cuts and yeah there's a uh, that one with octane oh, is oh, the, a little bit yeah has a different oh, name i can't remember
1: them. yeah and all the good rock channels you know on their hair nation Ozzy's boneyard underground garage even the classic rewind like some of those other they all have congruent stations now on the app version. They have all these extra right. channels on the app. I'm doing a commercial here, but uh, the app is where it's at because like you have those options to go on there. I did a whole day of listening to that deep cuts channel on hair nation and Aussie's boneyard. And I had a good time in, and, and sometimes it's not even super deep, but it's 95%. You know, I was rocking out to the Aussie's boneyard deep tracks literally yesterday at work, got me through the day. Mm-hmm. Again, talking
0: metal, just such a big
1: part of my life
0: for 16 and a half years. And people are already saying to me, oh, you know, why can't Talking Metal go on and do more? And is it, you know, gone forever? And I can't answer any of those questions. I will say that I kind of in the back of my mind, you know, if if there were time, would love to come back and maybe a video stream format if I could. But one thing I, I don't think... A lot of non-podcasters, non-content creators, maybe don't fully understand. And I know you get this, Joey, and I know all the yeah. fellow podcasters listening understand this. This the stuff takes a lot of time and effort. You know, it, it probably takes way more time and effort than most of the listeners actually realize. Because I, so many times here, oh, anybody can do a podcast. You just turn on a mic and you talk. And I don't really think that that's necessarily true. At least for the people who do good ones. And even for the people who do bad, bad podcasts, there's, there's some effort involved, you know, it's not just turning on the mic. I mean, there's, there's some technical stuff that has to go on and, and there is, you know, some costs behind the scenes generally. So I, I I do think there are too many podcasts out there right now. Having said that, but, but uh, yeah, having said that I do, Totally respect and give props to anyone who's going out there and and trying it. I feel in a lot of ways, it's harder to start a podcast now. It's technically easier to start a podcast than it was 16 years ago, but it's um, harder to break through because there's so much stuff out there. And I think without corporate money behind you, that you have a real challenge to get some momentum going it's you know when we started talking metal we almost immediately had thousands of listeners i mean and and that's gone down in recent years and i don't think it's because of the quality of the show maybe it is i don't know but i think it's just because there's so much competition out there it's like you know udo dirk schneider does interviews he's on 90 shows at once you know it's just like yeah, yeah so bye. yeah
1: and and like yeah it's definitely true that that's almost true in a lot of different things, the more people there are in something, the less chance you have at, you know, getting through, you know, Yeah. But it's the, it's, you know, it's the, it's the, big fish in a small
0: pond or a, yeah, a big fish in you. a big pond type of thing. You know, I've had people say, Oh, well, the reason you are doing so well, it's because you're in New York. You know, I actually think it's, it's, it's harder to break through in New York <laughs> than it is, you know, people like, "How you know, you, you were able to get into TV production because you live in New York and you got to have all these cool jobs and do this and that. No, I actually think it was harder because there were so many people, but that's just me. You know, I, I think, I, I think, uh, everyone has their own perspective from from where they they live but i, w- I will tell you that the serious xm gig came about with um on my end a ton of effort it's not something that fell into my lap it, it is not it's something quite quite honestly i fought for i had my first interview with them over three years ago, where I was in the Sirius XM building in in New York City after I had submitted some audition tapes through the course of the past let's say three and a half years, they've received many, many audition tapes from me. And they're giving me a chance, finally. And I think a big part of that, honestly, guys, on my part, not to honk my own horn, but was persistence. Um, you know, I, I have a, I have a, a little thing in my head that I heard Kevin Smith, not Kevin Smith, Kevin Hart say, and he said, you know, for you'll get no a hundred times before you finally get a yes. And I think there's yeah. so many people out there who take, they get that no and they just hang their head and walk away. And, and it's, uh, which listen, I've done it before too, my Pat in yeah. in, in the past, but, uh, you know, pick yourself up and, and try again, you know, that's, uh, yeah.
1: And that's Kevin's got is. his own name. Kevin's got his own name channel on Sirius. So like that's proof positive right there. Right. He's got his, yep. own, he's got his own television network on uh, Pluto right now. Does he? That, okay. That, so respect to that guy, that, that LOL brand that he's, that he has, that's like going everywhere right now. And so yeah. good for him. Uh, that's a, that's a cool coworker to have. It's a good company to be in. And, I'll tell you uh, what, not what to go totally
0: in a different direction, but I started watching this show I don't know if you've heard about it. Called Dave. Have you have you heard about Dave? Yeah, yeah, I know about that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little little <dinky.
1: laughs> Yeah.
0: So Kevin Hart, I believe I'm look, I'm googling this right now. I thought he was one of the uh, executive producers on it, but I, it's pretty hilarious. At least maybe not for everyone, but I, I am
1: sure. thoroughly enjoying it. Let's see. I, is, I'm sure. That, yeah, it's like I I yeah. I had the I don't know if I'd ever get on that just because I've heard his music before. That's really keeping me out of it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Kevin Hart is uh, one of the producers on that show. And uh, well, the, 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 music, I mean, I could care less about the guy's music. It's cause it's not, they barely even feature his music in the show. Oh good. Yeah. That's his good music is, it, 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 no, it's, it's about this, this Jewish you know kid probably in his late twenties, early thirties, who's trying to make it as a, as a rapper in, in yeah. LA. And it, I tell you, I just watched the third episode and I was laughing so hard that I was literally crying and not a lot of shows do that for me. Maybe curb your enthusiasm here and there, but, but man, it it was, it it was hilarious and uncomfortable. It actually has a vibe where a lot of it kind of makes you cringe a little bit, but also they'll follow that up with just some, just really crazy killer laughs. So uh, highly recommended. You don't have to be a fan of hip hop to like the show in my opinion
1: okay yeah well that's a good that's a great endorsement i always uh another reason i was on board with talking Mel in the first place is that i was like similar taste here plus i got into stuff because of you so i'm i uh i don't want that to ever go away at least i'm sure it won't we'll be uh, chatting but uh yeah absolutely uh, yes public service sirius xm taking another podcaster off the street doing a service maybe at some point there will we'll go back to maybe there only being like 50 podcasters uh, in the world just like in 2005 right right <laughs> right yeah how many I, were there like I, I know we we uh you've talked about this before but like that's the that's my only like if i'm going to interview you and ask you a couple of questions um uh, when you started the show it was 2005 i know the bit was an, originally like the guns and roses bit uh, I wasn't listening. To yeah, that that
0: was about a year about that. in. That was about a okay. year in. Yeah, we we've okay. been going for a while. I mean, it may have started before a year in, but yeah, we started sure. in two thousand five. That like the searching in search of Chinese democracy. Yeah, uh, that came about probably a year or so in, maybe six months, mm-hmm. but I would yeah. say a year. But and I know I know yeah.
1: Butler was the, I know Butler was the first rock show specific um, rock and roll geek show. But, right? Uh, how do you know like kind of a round number, like how many podcasts slash rock podcasts there were? When
0: there started. was nothing, man. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say nothing. I remember iTunes going on iTunes and there were two shows. At, and oh. uh, in, in August, the summer of 2005, man, there was Rock and Roll Geek Show. Adam Curry had a show where he used to play music, which was kind of cool. Um, he'd play some rock, some pop, some, he was all over the place. And, and then there was a metal show called entropy league, which went away for a while, but that guy was, was definitely one of the first, if not the first straight up metal podcast. I mean, Michael Butler had some, some metal on his show, but yeah, yeah, that, that was it, man. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't hardly anything. I mean, you know, I've, I've heard other people say, Oh, we were doing it in 2005, you know, Too, but as far as I know, like uh, there was there was one show, a couple shows out of Cleveland. There was classic metal show that definitely they had been streaming, but they didn't start podcasting until late two thousand five, early two thousand six, which is still way way early. But there was this other show, I can't remember the name of it, from also from Cleveland area that were pretty early, but again, it was like late two thousand five. Yeah, man, but I mean, it really wasn't until. I want to say, like, you know, it's been the last ten years where things really started snowballing and and people have just really been been coming on. And you could even argue the last five years, podcasting has really just exploded, making it extremely hard because big business has come in and and sucked it all up for the underground guys to do it, you know, and break through. And, and I think another part of that, and I'm not, I don't want to turn this negative, Joey, but is, yeah. is that now there's penalties for playing music on the show, you know, and yeah, you and I both know firsthand that that that's a risk and you do end up, um, you know, taking a risk that you may get thrown off of platforms like Apple Podcasts and and Spotify for for playing yeah. music. And so yeah. it, it it's tough. It's tough.
1: I got I got thrown off of Apple, but I'm still on Spotify, so that's weird. Yeah. and mean, I was the opposite. Weird. Yeah. And that's probably just because they don't know I'm there. And yeah. okay. I I think I have the show coded. I think I have the show coded to where it it's not really so much a song show as it is more of a commentary show, which is Really, not the truth, but that's probably why I'm still on Spotify because right. they probably just think I'm a talk show. And so it's probably to my benefit that I talk at the first three to five minutes before I play a song. Right. i probably not listening after that, but I'm sure maybe at some point some algorithm will catch up, you know, so then I'll just be submitting my resume and stingers out at some point. So
0: but <laughs> get me yeah, off I'd, the street. <laughs> I'd absolutely love to come on uh, Rock Strikes 10, you know, down the road. Once we get into 2022, things kind of settle down, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it. And to anyone out there who is a talking metal listener, I have tons of talking metal T-shirts sitting around. If anyone wants one in memoriam uh, for ten bucks, and you're in the United States, I can uh, get one out to you. That technically losing money on those, but I just like to move them and like to get them out to to you people for sure. Talking metal T-shirts available via PayPal. Hit me up with your size. And your address in the United States only. Sorry, guys. And ten bucks. My PayPal uh, account is my email, which is StriegelMark at gmail.com, S t r i g l m a r k at gmail.com. Buy a T shirt if you want one.
1: And uh, by the way, and you know, in case it's going to be a while before I can get a, a guest like you on Rock Strikes Ten, I do want to say this for the record. I remember specifically, you know, like I said, I had a few emails with you but I specifically I specifically remember out mowing the lawn one day, listening to the Talking Metal, uh, thanks to noise-canceling headphones. Right. Um, and I heard you, I think you were actually talking with Victor, and I heard you talk about my show, and I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, you mentioned it on the Mark Striegel show before, but to hear it on Talking Metal especially, say how cool the show was and everything, that was like the world to me, that like just made my year. And the fact that you were willing, even though, you know, it's a sporadic show that's Talking Rock, the fact that you're willing to, you know, officially and specifically be on the little network here, of CNJ radio and be part of the family. Cause you're already part of the family anyway, obviously, right. but that's a big deal. Like for me, well, thanks, and, big, big, big uh, deal for me too. Yeah. So, you know, I just, uh, I'll probably get, a, uh, try to milk some mileage and like, Hey, somebody from CNJ radio on Sirius XM right now. So, you know. What is, uh, what is the rest of what is uh, serious and some other people know that uh, everybody else doesn't, you know? Right on. But in all seriousness, like once again, just super congratulations. And anybody Thank out you. there listening, whether you hear this the week of the post or years down the road, I, I, I could tell you for certain, I know Mark will still be on the air there. So go find him, go search for him, listen to his show. It's going to be a good one.
0: You know, just thanks to everyone who ever listened to Talking Metal and, and of course, this show, Talking Rock, which has existed in numerous different formats throughout the past, you know, 12 years or so. Whoops. Uh, but, yeah, just thanks to everyone out there who has who supported me. And I know a lot of people are disappointed and I've gotten mostly positive feedback, but a few emails and tweets and stuff that have kind of bummed me out a little bit where where people yeah. are, almost seem like they're angry at me but and, and i i take that as a compliment because that means you're losing something that that you like like and love and it means that i i, I did something right to touch your life and uh, appreciate it guys really really do sincerely take everyone yeah. who ever listened to one episode uh i i don't take i don't take any of you people for for granted
1: Yeah. Likewise, by the way. And, uh, we're ending up talking rock here, Mark. Once again, I want to thank you for being part of it. And, you know, you're definitely the only reason why people are tuning in for sure. I might be the one percentile of that, but, uh, that, and I don't uh, know about that, but okay.
0: (laughs) Your show's great. Anyone, anyone who's listening to this, who, who doesn't know rock strikes 10 and all the other great shows that CNJ radio provide, definitely check them out. What's the website, Joey?
1: cnjradio.com cnjradio.com right on and before
0: we we call it a day here or a year or a or or a series or whatever we're we're doing here ending the show what you're going to vegas for bruce and and roth is that's that's what's happening
1: yeah new year's eve eve and new year's eve and then uh We'll be on a plane on New Year's Day while everybody else is in their hotel room uh, with the hangover or still sleeping. But, uh, you know, I know he's announced a couple of extra shows, but I had to make it to, you know, one of the handful of the last announced David Lee Roth shows. Uh, it's only right. And we're, we were going to stay out there for Kiss New Year's Day. We were going to go to the New Year's Day show. But then, you know, they canceled their run. I heard a little, little lack of interest, a little scare. Yeah. Well, there was an initial
0: thing that was reported in one of the Las Vegas blogs or newspapers that it was due to lack of ticket sales. And then that was revised to not say that, which was probably the kiss camp coming back. And who knows if it was true? I don't know if it was assumed. But then Gene just said something recently that made me think maybe that was true because uh, he said that that there's just so many bands now in Vegas doing their thing that they were going to wait until some of the traffic died down. Um, so that made me think that, well, maybe, maybe the initial ticket sales for the KISS residency weren't as robust as they were expecting. And a lot I mean, can play into that I mean we're seeing yeah. even tool and and bands like ghost and and uh, Volbeat who have tickets on they're not selling like they have in the past, and I do believe that there is still a, you know I don't know if it's significant or small I mean we could argue it all day, but there's a portion of the population who aren't quite ready for, for better or worse to return to concerts because of the COVID yeah. stuff, you yeah. know? And, and I mean, that's, that's no secret. Eddie trunk has been talking about that on, on his show on serious yeah. on volume, but yeah. yeah.
1: But the, the negative and positive side I have of this kiss thing. So I honestly think it was lack of interest if I had to yeah, give them. I'm, the I'm thinking it. that to... too. And this is coming from a fan if you've never heard me talk about this before i went to kiss cruise too i i went to see him in vegas that's where me and mark met for the first time in got person. married out there big moments with kiss love them uh, they're giving us you know besides the cruise what they should have in line for when they announce vegas shows is hey this is kind of a cruise on land thing uh i think they would actually draw more attention If they did do special set lists and special shows in their Vegas residencies, they're offering nothing else besides what they normally do when they go out there. The Vegas act that they always said that they would turn into back in the mid nineties, they had become that if they would stay in there and do those sets, they need to be special sets when they have these special residencies. Otherwise it's just any other show. And I'll go see kiss in my town, play the same set when they go on tour. I'm that guy. That's fine. I just did that. And then with a smile. But if you're offering nothing else that's special to get people to come out, because the whole thing about Vegas is tourism. So you're not going to get me on a plane if you're not giving me a different set list. Right. If you're playing, if you're playing, if, hypothetically, if Kiss is playing 20 shows in Vegas as a, in a residency, focus on a different album every night. Make it a neat yep. theme. Some maniac or psychopath like me might want to take a three week vacation and go to all those yeah, shows. And, and you know, they do those
0: special set lists on the on the KISS Cruise. So it's not like they're not capable of doing that. So or learning yeah, it. for yeah, sure. And I mean, care. Def Leppard did that when they did their Vegas residency, which was a long time ago at this point, yeah. but they, they would come out and play a set at the very beginning where they, they did a lot of deeper cuts and even yeah. stuff off of on through the night and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. Their,
1: their opening act, the, the um, dead Flatbird Band, and yeah, they yeah, their first ever B side, you know, like they would do those things. And that's cool. Like, that's fine. Give me, like I said, hell, give me an unmasked kiss with no battle gear. Uh, playing the kind of shows they did in 94, 95, and on the convention. I'll take it. You can get rid of all the stuff as long as I get the songs. So on the positive side, I love the fact that, like, Bruce Kulick swoop, swoops in there and at least gets a show booked in Vegas uh, on a night where Kiss normally would have been playing. And you know it's going to be probably what those kind of sets he was doing on the cruise. Yeah. Focusing on all unmasked Kiss material. And I think they even advertised this is going to be, like, my history with kiss and he's even paying tribute to Bob. So you're going to get some Bob songs in there. You're going to get some alive, two songs. You're going to get some killer songs, all that stuff he was doing on the cruise. I can almost guarantee the set list is going to be pretty much that. And plus all of 82 through 95 basically. And that's, yeah. that's the hardcore fans. That's where that's, we want that again. We, and Bruce we
0: Kulick to- was talking with Eddie trunk yesterday and revealed, and I give him massive props for doing this that he physically at age 67 can't really shred and play a lot of those kiss solos. Like he used to, he said that they really pushed him back in the day, you know, to play fast, to, you know, push the envelope with his playing and that as a 67 year old man, that he will be allowing some of the other people in the band to do some of the, the leads, which I thought was, was very cool of him to actually admit that, because there's been a lot of guitar players. I could name two massive players who still fill arenas and stadiums right now. That when I saw them play five years ago, I was shocked at how their playing had had deteriorated and its age, you know. And listen, yeah. I'll I'll say it. I probably shouldn't, yeah. but man, Angus Young. You know, mm-hmm. we hear, oh, this guy can't sing anymore. That guy can't sing anymore. But when I saw ACDC the last two times, he cannot, he doesn't play like he used to, but not not one person has gone on the radio or their podcasts and say, wow, Angus, you know, he doesn't play like he he used to. And, and mm. that was, uh, you know, as much as I loved seeing him and still seeing him play, I mean, when you get to that little, uh, you know, Pull, hammer on pull-off climb on dirty deeds. He doesn't even do that anymore. He he, I mean, that's a that's a tough little run, but yeah. there was so much of it. And the beginning of Thunderstruck, you know, he can't play that. There was mm-hmm. I I was like just like, wow. I mean, I guess the last time I saw A C D C was with Axel Rose singing, who did deliver the goods vocally, but you know, no one, no one talks about that. I always found that strange how there's certain people who are targets like, Oh, they can't sing anymore. They're using tracks, but I I feel like guitar players uh, for the most part, get, get a, get a pass uh, when, when they're no longer, or maybe people just don't notice. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think it's a little bit of both. Some people do get a pass and some people just may not be into that technical aspect of it that hard about it. But, you know, I think it's more so they're given a pass. Like it's Angus, even though he's an icon and he's like the face of ACDC, he's never really put himself out there. Like he's not like a candid interviewer. He's never gotten in trouble. He's never been a shitty dude. So like, let's say on a, on a lower level, let's say if Ingve ever lost his ability, people would trash him to no end. So, I mean, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. So when Dave fucks up and Gene fucks up, it's like, oh, you're gonna hear about it for weeks, you know, yeah. months and years. Yeah, it's 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 because of how they put themselves out there, right? You live by the sword, right? You yeah,
0: know? I mean, you know, we hear so much about Vince Neil, but there's another guy in that band who probably struggles more than Vince Neil with with his it, his position in the band.
1: Was was and that your other name? Was that yeah, your other gonna, name? I'm here? not gonna, yeah,
0: but we won't go there. But yes. Yeah, what so, a
1: sweetheart. He's a sweetheart, though. That's why oh, he's, he's so not gonna good. Get trash. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but let's call it let's call it a day here. Uh, I have to actually hop back over to my A and E job working from home. Yeah. Um, but always great hanging with you, Joey. And I know we will be in touch. I'll keep you abreast of everything that's going on yeah. on my end. And please do the same. You
1: staying healthy still? Yeah, yeah, everything's good. I've enjoyed. You know, we got to talk a little rock, which is nice. Yeah, I've enjoyed this special episode of talking. Mark, uh, my health is good. Uh, good, you know, ever since, ever since. Good. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, congrats and thanks for doing the show with me. And uh, of course, if I ever want to talk some rock, I'll just, uh, you know, call you on the regular phone. Yeah.
0: You know? And who knows, you know, maybe, maybe we'll come back if, if I am able to, and do a show here and there, I can't guarantee anything. We'll just have to see how it goes, but listen, never say never to any of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, so did you have a song in mind? I, I, I picked a few symbolic uh, suggestions, but if you have something uh, ready, ready, then uh...
0: anything but fade to black, because actually in the last episode of talking metal, <laughs> I, I go back to playing music and I play fade to black by Metallica, so, uh, did, and, did, did, anyone, but that one, you, you call the, it.
1: That was the uh, K-Nak Z-Rock. Uh, you, you did that moment. Uh, oh, was both, it? Both of those when they went off the air, they did that. Oh, <laughs> I did love they? that. Okay,
0: Okay. <laughs> Great minds think alike.
1: Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it puts it at a good camp and yeah. it's uh, worthy, in my opinion. Uh, you know, hey, I'm going to go kind of, it's kind of a mission statement, but also kind of positive. Uh, so, uh, and it's maybe a little obvious, but I say we want the airway. Ramones. Okay, cool.
0: Let's do it. Right All here right. on Talking Rock. Thank you, Joey. Thank you to everyone for listening.
1: Thanks, everybody. Go listen Mark. I'm serious.